Every night at approximately 12 midnight, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, ascends into the Club Zero Bond. Whatever happens in the private personal Club Zero Bond stays in the Club Zero Bond, where they're tooting cocaine like it's flowing, hanging upside down, having uh, sex. You imagine uh, in every conceivable angle of the dangle, bondage, the whole nine yards, S&M. Because it's a private club, Justin Ellick. That's why you pay a fee for decadence and debauchery. And when they see the swagger man with no plan ascending the steps of the club zero bond, you know, Eric Adams now, he needs uh, intro music as if he was Derek Jeter getting into the batting box at the old Yankee Stadium. For his press conferences, he plays Jay-Z, but when he comes into the Club Zero Bond, he has this music in the background, and what is he shouting out to everybody in the club? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So as he makes the rounds of the Club Zero Bond private club, got to pay a lot of money to be a member there. This is where all the lobbyists go, out of sight, out of mind, where they got their beak in the trough. And this is where you can wine, dine, and pocket line. This corrupt mayor, Eric Adams, who's focused on what? What is he focused on? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And if uh, you can't make the Club Zero bond because you know that whatever happens after 12 midnight is nothing but double trouble, I don't care what club you go to. You can always check into the Verizon building. Check it out, Justin. You know the Verizon building as you enter Manhattan off the Brooklyn Bridge. You see it on the right. And there's an office of Phil Banks, Deputy Mayor for Public Safety. And you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Why the Verizon building? Isn't there room enough in one police plaza? Can he have an office in City Hall? 
Why does he have a private office in the Verizon building where nobody has to sign in and let you know that they're meeting with an unindicted (laughs) co-conspirator? Of an action that put a lot of cops away forever or forced early retirement, but he decided to be the rat of all rats. That's right. Wrong way, Lou Ruffino. Eat the Parmesan cheese and be saved for another day. He's the guy you dropped the loot off to. That's right. Phil Banks. Down at the Verizon building. How come nobody asked him? Nobody at uh, room nine. All the political reporters is, hey Phil, how come you got a how come you got a private office in the Verizon building? How come nobody asked to sign a ledger to say that they were meeting with you, the deputy mayor of public safety that hasn't been that position since Judge Marlin served, the mentor of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, David Dinkins. Nobody wants to ask that question, but I do. And then, of course, we heard yesterday with John Katzmatidis and Rita Cosby and in all of his other interviews, woe is me, woe is me, Eric uh, Adams, captain of the ship, abandoning ship, claiming there's just not enough money. I have to be honest with New Yorkers on what we're about to experience, a financial uh, typhoon, a tsunami uh, that I don't think this city has ever experienced. They're going to use terminologies to define the reality that I'm facing. This is not an academic exercise. This is not a utopia. Let me educate Eric Adams, who clearly, when he went to Bayside High School, didn't study history or civics. Eric Adams, who was 1975, Front page of the Daily News had the president at that time, Gerald Ford, who had taken over for disgraziata, Richard Nixon, who said, America needs to know its president is not a crook, and he was. And he flew off to San Clemente in California. And then, uh, you know who became vice president, uh, Justin Alec? Nelson Rockefeller, richest person in America, who years later would die of a heart attack when he was being orally inflated by a female intern. Right in his office. While he had dropped his drawers, nobody wanted to call the EMT because Nelson was in a very compromising position. But let me not digress. So Gerald Ford, the president, was absolutely correct to tell us here in New York City to drop dead. Because of the corruption of year after year of Democratic leadership in City Hall. And we could go back through the annals. Robert Wagner to Abraham Beam. uh, They controlled almost every aspect of political life in New York City. Uh, We were going bankrupt. Not because of the economy, but because of the corruption in City Hall, the corruption of our elected officials, the corruption... Of the Democrats, with some help of uh, the Republicans. The Republicans were actually stronger then than they are now citywide. And so immediately, you, Kerry, who had been uh, the congressman. In fact, why did they name uh, the Brooklyn uh, Battery Tunnel the you, Kerry Tunnel? As another waste of money by my husband-in-law, right, David Patterson. What the hell was that about, changing all the signage? But anyway, it's always patronizing at taxpayers' expense. Him, uh, 
You, Carrie, did not believe in birth control. I believe he had like 10 kids, 11 kids. They took over Shelter Island. Meantime, unfortunately, his wife died. He had to raise them. But he was always half in the bag. So he's sitting with Gerald Ford, who had been the Speaker of the House, who himself was always half in the bag with Rum Rouge and Jake Clegg. Remember, his wife, Betty Ford, uh, had her own personal problems. What do you think, uh, in Palm Springs, where they had their residence in California, you think only Betty Ford was drinking, or you think she was drinking with her husband, Gerald Ford? They were both half in the bag. So you carry his half in the bag with Gerald Ford, and he goes, you got to do me a favor. you got to sign these papers. Bail out New York City. We're on the cusp of going Chapter 11. And Gerald Ford, in a drunken stupor, agreed. So here is you, Carrie, who is now racing to the airport. He's going to catch Eastern Airlines, a shuttle flight to Washington, D.C., and he's going to get the Chapter 11 paper signed. Gerald Ford recovered uh, from his drunken stupor from the night before, and his chief of staff was uh, Rumsfeld, who later on became the defense secretary for Bush 43, a disaster. And Dick Cheney, who became the real president uh, when Bush 43 was in charge and created the weapons of mass destruction disaster and delighted in waterboarding terrorists on Gitmo. He was the assistant chief of staff. So they go into the room and they say, what do you mean you're going to sign bankruptcy papers for New York City? You can't do that. You will cause an economic collapse. You will cause a domino effect. There are cities around the country, county governments, that will now file also Chapter 11, and you will implode the economy. So that's when all of a sudden Gerald Ford came to his senses and said, drop dead New York City. And at that point, you carry was the governor. He put together the Financial Control Board, which still exists. It just needs to be activated because uh, from Bill de Blasio to now Eric Adams, they are spending our money like drunken sailors with no caps, no controls. He started that in 1975.